and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast where I just sneezed uncontrollably. Babe, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. What happened? I just uh, got a couple of tickles in the nose and I sneezed, but it just happened to happen during the introduction of this podcast, which you folks will not hear. Nick is a big guy. And when he sneezes, I mean like- Hey, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I mean. I'm little. it, It feels like an event. Really? Yeah, it felt like a little earthquake. Did it really? Lily ran. No, she didn't. So wait a minute. When I sneeze, does it seem like... uh, It seems louder than the average sneeze. Always or just now? Just today? Babe, I don't know. I'm just making an observation about what just happened, and it seemed louder than a normal sneeze would be. I mean, if there's one thing in life that I'm not too sure I have any sort of idea on on how I do it, it could be sneezing because you kind of black out during a sneeze. It's hard to like register and be self-aware of what you're actually doing. Now, I do want to say that um, I always found it fascinating that um, older men, certain older men, most older men that I've seen in my lifetime sneeze in front of me as I was a kid, I was always like marveled by the like sound and the physical action that was happening during it. Do you know what I mean? I remember my grandfather he would uh, he would sneeze and it was just like a uh, 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 it was like a, this like yeah it's a big production <laughs> it was like he'd like have to get under your 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 uh, desk you know like there was an earthquake coming or something well here's something that I know babe are you okay you seem a little you seem stuffed up well I, mean- <laughs> I, I sneeze I sneeze like eight seconds before we started this podcast so I'm gonna there's gonna be like a uh, you know a, a, a period in which I sound like I just sneezed you know you're gonna have to deal with it um there's something that i remember a a nurse told me one time when i was in high school which is that we have like a certain bacteria by the way guys this is kind of gross so like if you're squeamish maybe go ahead 15 seconds but you may get wet what you may get wet what's that from um i'm quoting the uh um the splash mountain uh, uh little warning signs oh okay yeah uh, but that's from any any sort of like ride or event where like you're like sitting on it. It's like we might throw water at you. Yeah, you know, splash zone sitting up in the front right. row because you're in the splash zone. Yeah, so you might get splashed with some squeamishness. You might get splashed. So basically, is that, Nick, is that stop. A, is that an annoying voice? <laughs> Sorry. All right, continue. I won't speak anymore. So this nurse told me that we have this bacteria in our intestines that's with us our whole lives and that it like grows and multiplies as we age and that that is why old people's poop smells so bad compared to like newborn baby poop. It's because this buildup of this certain bacteria That's horrible. I didn't time. think you were going to go in that direction. And I'll I tell said you, it, was, it was gross. That's horrible. But then I wonder if there's something equivalent to like sneezes, you know, because there, there is something very specific about an old man sneeze that seems like a big production. It seems like a more intense sneeze. So maybe as you age, your sneezes just naturally get turned, the volume gets turned up on them. Yeah, I mean, I've always seen people sneeze, you know, the differences in sneezing, you know, you a slighter human, you know, you kind of see, you know. They do a little wiggle. It's like, a, you know, yeah. you get like, you know, something like that, 
you know, and then you got the, you know, sort of people where it's just like a production, you know, and I, and I, and I just, you know, I started talking about this because I'm fascinated that I, 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 you know, you're telling me that I'm pushing towards the ladder of the yeah, old man sneeze are, guy. They're so loud. Your sneezes are so loud. <laughs> Lily ran. She, she went and hid under the table. Oh my God. All right. Well, I'll have to see what your sneezes are like. So the first thing I'd like to talk about today are Saturday morning cartoons. Nick has started Whoa. doing this thing where he like puts Saturday morning cartoons on the television when we wake up on Saturday morning. There's some sort of a YouTube channel that's uploaded like three-hour blocks of Saturday morning cartoons from the 90s. So you can just, like, go on and watch, like, a Saturday morning's lineup from 1992 on ABC. Yeah, it's, like, specific lineups. It's commercials included. So you just put it on. It's almost like you're watching that shit from that time. It's like a little time capsule. Yeah, it is a little time capsule. And I think that you, you've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, but this Saturday was the first time I sat down and because I teach on Saturdays at 1130, so I'm usually kind of like running around trying to get my shit together before I have to go talk to children and pretend I know what I'm doing. And so I, this is the first Saturday that I sat down with you and like actually watched, you know, a good amount of Saturday morning cartoons. And it was such a joy. I was surprised, you know, like I, I know I'm a sucker for nostalgia, but I also felt just like the general vibe of 90s cartoons, which are very much like the future is bright. Here we come together. We're going to make the world a better place. Like just that general outlook that was so like was prevalent, excuse me, was prevalent and prevalent. all prevalent, 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 prevalent. You know what? You've made me so self-conscious about the way I talk because like we had a Patreon, you guys, we had a Patreon a couple days ago. And we're going to have another Patreon maybe tonight. So we had don't, a Patreon episode and we got so hung up on laundromat versus laundromat, laundromat versus laundromat. And now anytime I say a word that has more than two syllables on the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, am I saying that correctly? Well, here's the thing. You weren't. Prevalent. So, so it's good that you were thinking about it prevalent. because it's not prevalent, it's prevalent. So prevalent. now, now okay. you're able to monitor your own speech and I think that's great. I hate it. So <laughs> I don't think I was cut out for podcasting, to be honest. So um, I didn't realize that like that sort of ideology was just in every cartoon in the 90s. It's like very hopeful, very much the future is bright, very much like there are things that we're facing but we're facing them together and human uh, mankind will overcome these hurdles and we will create a better world and i just think we need a little bit more of that in our entertainment today now i don't watch current day cartoons or cartoon networks or anything that still might be the message for the youngins in this country it still might be happening yeah, it might be, but you just don't watch that shit anymore, right? I don't watch that shit anymore, but it also feels antiquated when I watch it because it's kind of like um, Spaceship Earth. You know, I've talked about that on the podcast before. It's my favorite attraction at Epcot. It's either closed down or it has um, about is about to be closed down. But like the whole thing about Spaceship Earth is like you are part of a line of humans that have radically changed the way civilization works and it's building towards a brighter tomorrow. Like the whole 
ride on Spaceship Earth is like it's leading up to Zoom. It's and, like and, and FaceTime. It's leading That's basically up to, what it, it it goes. Look at Papyrus, and then in ten minutes, it's like you can do FaceTiming. It's like the printing press and 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 thought and library and like you know all this idea of like the transactions of cultures uh, intermingling and creating a stronger society and and the um, you know the handing down of. Uh, okay. What of, are you getting at here? I'm just saying I. That, when you're on that ride, that ideology feels dated. Because then if you go to like a new Disney attraction, it's like the Star Wars world where it's like, this is the apocalypse. Everything is uh, falling apart and you've got to save the planet and the Millennium Falcon that's also kind of covered in trash. Like the Disney, Disney has two very different portraits of the future. In their rides, one is like, the future is bright, we're a part of something so cool, mankind is doing awesome things, and we're just going to keep getting build, um, getting better. And then there's another idea of the future, which is like, there's imperial rule, like, this is a station of like, criminals and gangsters, everything's run down looking, um, like they literally spent billions of dollars to make the Star Wars wing of um, the Hollywood Studios part of Disney World. They spent billions of dollars to make it look like it was worn down and trashy, which is just like, I feel like a, a good representation of where we're at as a society when we talk about how we feel about the future. Like the 90s, like you can look at this with like Star Trek, for example, like Star Trek Next Generation, it's all like, in the future, we live under a socialist state. It's called the Federation. We don't have any money. Our only goal is to like explore ideas and like to grow and to make the universe a better place. And then if you look at like Star Trek now, it's like, um, God, what's that new CBS show? I'm totally bl- the new Star Trek on CBS. I just started. I was watching it last year. I forgot the name of it. Discovery. And, yeah, it's like, um, it's like. But there's it's like World War Three and these these fascist uh, nations are are warring with each other and everything is bleak and sad. And it's like we as an American culture have evolved. Our our perception of the future has changed as it is being presented in entertainment. And I saw that being reflected on these Saturday morning cartoons. And so I, I just want to get back to that sort of mindset of like, we're just trying to make the world a better place and pick up your trash and say hi to your neighbor. You know, maybe it's Pollyanna-ish and it's not real, but it definitely feels like a a more effective call to action for me because when I start seeing how like, if if things are like everything's so bleak and like the world's going to be over at any moment, then I get overcome with existential dread and I become actionless. Well, I think the problem is like there's no more sort of save the planet rhetoric because the planet cannot be saved. Like enough oh my God. smart people came out and just said like, we're done. It's over. Like we have screwed this fucker up so bad that uh, we're, you know, picking up your can off the street ain't going to do shit. And now it's really about like push your Congress people to make huge changes uh, so that we can at least slow the demise of the planet down. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'd like to just pop in here and say that let's this Let's join is- the Paris Accord again so that we can actually fight 
uh, you know, global warming on a global level rather than, uh, you know, let's just say Trump, who's decided that we don't need that. You right. know what I mean? So that's sort of the huge, it's like a, we're talking in a macro sense because these micro, like just a little bit helps. Like pick up two pieces of trash on your street and multiply that by the amount of kids on the planet and we'll be eating off the streets in no time. That shit is a bygone era. That's never going to happen. We are uh, a planet riddled with uh, disease and uh, with virus. Hey, guys, this uh, is what you can expect out of the Reality Blows pod. We start with a sneeze. We start with sneezes. We move towards the um, just the actual hopelessness of our current state of affairs. No, but you're right. I agree. Like that being the, the sort of thing where like picking up your trash isn't going to make a difference. But do you experience that? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like feeling like when you were a kid, there was this outlook of the future that was being pushed on you from all different angles, not just kid shows. Like just I'm like when I'm talking about Star Trek Next Generation. I mean, that's like an adult show that had a different view of the future than like Star Trek Discovery does and that you've witnessed this sort of like moving away from this idea of like mankind is evolving every year and everything's getting better and brighter to like we've destroyed the planet we should fear technology um, we're one disease away from total annihilation like there's two different views of the future I think that's because what you were watching was from 1992 okay and we are in almost 2022 you know what i mean so that's almost 20 years ago almost what 30 uh, years ago 40 no 30 yeah i forgot how old i was <laughs> listen i can't talk and nick can't do math so four, and that's four, what you're gonna get 30 years ago you know people feel still felt like this was the way to kind of like uh you know make our young generation which was us that's why we are the we don't throw trash out of our car door. You know yeah. what I mean? That's our generation. Those are the people that were watching the cartoons in 1992. No, it's not right when you're done with your uh, Diet Coke to just crush the can up and throw it out your window. Right. Which is shit that I've seen when I was in 1992. I remember like quite often like uh, being in the backseat of the car and looking around and then just people like would just throw their bag of trash out the window and yeah. it would just fly away. And I remember going, that's not good. Littering's bad. And yeah. then like, you know, that was it. You know, I thought that in my mind. And now I always know that like I would never I could never throw a piece of trash on the ground. I mean, that used to be like a uh, like a, a daily occurrence for a human being. Just ball up what was in their pocket in the way and just throw it in the wind. Isn't it wild? Because I feel like I've seen that happen. You know, you see that happen in New York. I feel like I pretty frequently. It, and I go, I pick it up in front of them. Yeah. And I, I'm always that. shocked. They just like they just will just drop the bag of chips on the ground and keep walking. Those people didn't have those cartoons. They to must tell not you. have. Now, I will say you mentioned something about like, uh, you know, technology is evil. That was a point I was going to make, you know, because that Starship uh, Earth ride is really about communication, how communication yeah. has changed and how communication will kind of bring us all together. How we've evolved. Yeah. And how we've uh, these ideas and these concepts and philosophies humans have been able to spread through communication devices and it has led directly to the evolution of intellectual thought 
Now, we're past that. We need another room, another couple of rooms of Spaceship Earth. Mm. Because we've 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 communicated. The internet has been invented. Right. We all I can communicate with a, a young person. In, I don't know why they have to be young, but a young person in Japan right now if I wanted to. Um, so, uh, you know, but uh, hey, hell, there may be some people on the absolute opposite end of the earth who is listening to this podcast right now who found us, you know. So um, just this, what we're doing, this communication and being able to put it on the internet is spaceship birth we're looking at it now there needs to be some rooms built where you go past the video phone uh room of spaceship earth to kind of show uh you know the power of anonymity and a message board mm. and things of that nature because i think now it needs to we need to go back down you know you kind of climb on spaceship earth and then you kind of go back down backwards remember that's how you exit that ride and then you look at the screen and it's just like look you're in space isn't that cool and then you get off the ride but we should go back down to like what they assume will be like the end of uh, communication and where we should be heading, which is like literally back to the caveman, where is what all smart people uh, do, like, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, stoic philosophers and health nuts. It's like, I'm getting a flip phone because I don't want to stare at my screen for that long. And I'm done eating processed foods. Did you know if you eat like a caveman, you can live, uh, you know, a much healthier life? And if you're only eating to survive rather than eating to satiate some other depressive hole you have in your body, you will live a happier, healthier life. And so to go back to the caveman is what I think everybody wants us to do. So we really should be riding this ride backwards through Interesting. time. Well, the whole thing with like the end of the ride, and going backwards and seeing all the stars that's supposed to inspire all in you so you step off the ride and you go you know what I'm going to be a part of this incredible human legacy and I'm going to invent the pager you know it's supposed to like inspire you to have uh, new thoughts and how can we move forward but you're saying it should just be like a retreat and be like well it should sh it, that, that following room after we're all talking to our grandparents on our computers as they show sponsored by AT&T for many many years at the the end of that ride that that shouldn't be the last room then then all of a sudden your 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 grand your grandfather should do like a jeffrey tubin on you where uh you know he accidentally exposes his private parts on a zoom call and then it ruins oh you and your God. life and then you guys have to like go and have thanksgiving eventually with your grandfather who made a mistake because he didn't put on pants correctly when he was talking to you on the zoom and then now that gets out in like the township or like the over 55 community that he Everybody's lives in like sharing did it on you Facebook. hear that uh the jamesons uh he uh he, he exposed himself to his grandson and it's just like uh they don't realize it was an accident and then all of a sudden you know he's can't go to the elks lodge because everybody kind of found that out because it, it went around in a chain letter as those old people like to send you know what i mean so then all of a sudden his life is destroyed by the internet and he wishes he never had his uh daughter set him up with an internet so he could FaceTime with his grandkids because they're on the other side of the country, you know, and then like, you know, that kid gets like, uh, you know, laughed at at school because they found out because he thought he could tell his uh, friends, you know, and they, of course, told everybody because, uh, they, you know, some kids saw his grandfather's penis on a, and then it just shows like what technology could do to you, you know, and then it's just like, damn, like, I wish I didn't invent that pager, you know what I mean? Like, it should be more honest about how technology really is. Babe, it's supposed to be an inspirational ride. But Where's the inspiration? It's connecting, you know, technology is connecting us, but what it is doing, it's stripping our humanity from us. You know, it's uh, it's making us uh, not 
feel like the avatar on the other end of the screen is is a is a is a flesh with a beating heart but technology is humanity it is the inventions of humans like it is not we're not disconnected from technology it's not something separate than the human experience well i mean technology i'm more talking about the internet uh technology can be this pencil i have in my hand but uh (laughs) nick just (laughs) held up like an empty hand (laughs) all right you don't have to tell him that (laughs) through this technology i was trying to lie to these people i was proving a point what do you think about the fact that what is the star wars world called that we visited Uh, hollywood something i don't know yeah what did you think about I, I was trying to do a bit about that. Um, like I was, try, I was trying to work out a stand-up bit for Galaxy's the stage, Edge. Galaxy's Edge, about how like Disney spent billions of dollars on Galaxy's Edge to make it just this like rundown sort of like ghost, like ghost town looking area. And it's, um, of course, I, I never really got to work out that bit because then quarantine happened. But did you was were you struck by that when we were visiting? Nah, because I think I. You know, I, I think, you know, un- unfortunately, that's just a false premise. And I'm glad you never got to work the bit out. So you didn't have to find what this out in real life. But it, it's not. It's not like, hey, let's make this look like trash. It's like a exact replica of the sets that you see on the, in the Star Wars universe. And it's wonderful how they made it look like that. So just mimicking what we saw on TV. Babe, and we all there's love. other incredible sets they could have built that aren't like a trashy sort of wasteland no, that's town. That's like the outside. No, not really. I mean, you got to. What about where? What are those little furry uh, Ewoks? Yeah. What about the Ewok world? It's just a. It's that, that's just the woods. Like that's if you were to go in the woods, tree house, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure that there's an Ewok Make something going on. The Swiss Family Robinson an entire village. Make that's, it a whole week. That's nowhere near. That's nowhere near where Galaxy's Edge is in Florida. Yeah, Listen, but bring I, it over. I don't bring over. it over. We that. already talked about Disney too much on the Patreon. Yeah, let's, get, so. let's, get, let's get away from the Disney. I, you keep trying to pull Disney into this for some reason. We're not talking about that at I'm all. I'm not trying to pull Disney into it, babe. I'm just talking about <laughs> things I saw on Saturday well, morning cartoons. So let's get back to Saturday morning cartoons. So you did. You sat there. Now, which cartoons did you uh, watch? Because you didn't. Uh, we watched about half of it that, mm-hmm. that morning. What did well, you, which we, ones did you we see? watched the full episode of The Muppet Babies. Right. The Muppet Babies, which actually had to do was like a Star, Star Wars, Wars episode, which was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. The Muppet Babies are a lot of fun to watch. It's Love a, it. It's actually a fun little cartoon. Love um, the Muppet Babies. And I remember it being for little kids because it is for little kids. But it still was like th- this was like uh, they were kind of um, all having like different science fiction sort of uh, imagination thing so it started with the star wars thing and then all of a sudden some star trek got in there and then the jetsons got in there yeah uh, where they all were kind of playing the roles of the different i thought that was just great it was just I a good too. it was just a good episode that i enjoyed i love the concept too where it's like these are kids playing make-believe and then every now and then they get brought back to reality and have to deal with real world things i think that's a great concept for a show i'm actually surprised that they, that hasn't been recycled it, it has oh okay that's basically rug rugrats as well Oh, okay. Rugrats, they would just, they would be, you know, Rugrats and they're little kids and they're playing and they're, and then all of a sudden, like, they would, like, Tommy's, like, imagination would go crazy and then he'd be, like, a super yeah. Rugrat and they'd do that quite a bit. But there was much more real life stuff going on in Rugrats because the parents had, like, full on storylines and there yeah. was Dr. Lipschitz and uh, Reptar and stuff like that. Well, I'm just saying, like, in the world of reboots, why haven't the Muppet Babies been rebooted? Oh, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's a coming. Down the pipeline. I mean, Disney Plus needs stuff to put on their network. Then we watched the like um, live action sort of Cowboys 
um, puppet show. Riders from sp- the Riders, Riders from Space. Riders in the called? Sky. Riders in the Sky. Um, which I remember watching, and I remember just thinking it was okay. I remember it being like a show. I would, I'd be like, let me go see what's on CBS. Like when that was or ABC. I'd go CBS. I'd switch to the other channel when that Riders oh, in the right. Sky came on. So Riders in the Sky. I'm not. I didn't really remember this, but it's um, basically three guys who play like what? What kind of country is that? With like the spaghetti western. Is that spaghetti western yeah, country? Yeah. That's well, like, spaghetti western is a type of genre of a movie. But they're like stereotypical sort of like Texas cowboys yeah, with, with big bucket hats, and right. they got belt buckles on, and Te- they're sure they got yeah. rodeo shirts on. Rodeo shirts on. And so, like, you know, one guy plays the fiddle, the other guy plays the guitar, the other guy plays the bass, and they kind of sing in harmony together, and it's it's good. Apparently, they were, like, some sort of, like, a real act. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but they were, like, a real act for a long while. Um, and then they uh, they would put on some shows, and then they had a Christmas special, and then I guess CBS gave them uh, a television show on Saturday morning uh, just uh, for two seasons. Now, what is fascinating about this if you would watch it the the thing that i think would pop up at you really quick is um like kind of like a hee-haw but also peewee's playhouse yeah that's a good way to describe it like hee-haw meets peewee's playhouse i'm sure that's how they pitched it and uh so they would uh they're like in in a house but like you know there's like a bunch of critters uh puppets kind of walking around like who have personalities and like much like the uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, everything sort of c- came to life, and then all live action, you know. And uh, and we were also wondering if it was the same set as Pee Wee's Playhouse. It it definitely it had some similarities. It definitely was not. Um, I watched a good amount of that, but what was fascinating was this was 1992. I I believe what I can tell from the comments of this video was that Pee Wee they wanted Pee Wee to do another season of Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, but in 91 is when his scandal happened. So uh, they wanted to, it seems like they wanted to fill that Pee Wee's Playhouse part of their Saturday morning lineup, and so they kind of did this Riders in the Sky, not as funny as Pee Wee's Playhouse, I'll say that. Now, uh, poor Pee Wee, he uh, uh, got caught in a porno theater. Uh, We don't know exactly all the details, but that's what happened to him. Hey, Pee Wee's made a huge comeback, so uh, all the way to Broadway, so... Uh, I don't feel bad for him at this point, but uh, at, at 1992, it wasn't it wasn't great for old Pee Wee Herman. And I think that that's a good representation of why we should have had the internet then, because he wouldn't have gone to a porn house to masturbate. Well, there was also p- other porn thing you you could have at that point. No, nope, that was his only option, <laughs> yeah, babe. I don't know. You know what's Fred Willard's excuse? He got caught in like 2018. <laughs> Oh my god! In a, in a porn theater. Um, I mean, why it's not illegal. Why can't men just like not be creeps? Like, I, I don't it's, know. it's just every... Fred Willard is dead, so I'm not gonna talk bad about yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's a national treasure. And unfortunately, national treasure. that was the last thing that the world heard about Fred Willard. Yeah, it's just like every day. I feel like another man's an, a creep. Every day, a new man's a creep. Listen, I remember that show, Riders in the Sky. It was one that I flipped through, but what it really made me want is to watch the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. And I have brought this up with you before. We have to find that. It must be on YouTube. Babe, just search for it no, and put I it like on the TV. I like to give you somebody, assignments. Somebody has 100 <laughs> episodes of it lo- loaded somewhere. Believe me. I so. like to give you assignments and then have you find it. And then you make a little night out of it. Um, but that was like Cowboys who were cows. 
and it was a cartoon, and they were like always getting into something, you know? They were always having yeah. to defend the prairie land. I'm into it. I'm into right now. I'm into definitely into retro cartoons. Um, it's been a fun, uh, been a fun adventure watching these Saturday morning blocks. Another thing is that I remember when we were watching the Saturday morning blocks because you have okay. So you guys know Nick is on like his VHS journey, um, where he's collecting all these old VHSs, and something Nick is like really looking for are VHSs where people taped television and included the commercials. Um, and I was kind of like, why, you know what I mean? Like who cares about the commercials, but this Saturday morning they included the commercials. And I remembered when I was watching this, how important those commercials were to me to like giving me a larger idea of the world. Like, I know that sounds ludicrous but i was an only child and so watching these commercials a lot of times you're watching like siblings interact or other kids interact and how that that was just like a little brief window into other people's home lives because children's commercials it's always like a kid at home interacting with their family like that's 90 percent of a kid's commercial and then i also remember that honeycombs commercial where i said to you oh my god this commercial do you remember this commercial and it was it's like a very fast um like lots of quick cuts montage of like different sort of uh really like busy visuals that have something to do with honeycombs but like one of them is like a um a painting and i remember being like i know that that is art and i know what art is like i remember watching that commercial and being like seven and being like this is art and i know what art is and that being a big deal to me was it like a famous piece of art yeah like it was mm-hmm. like the mona lisa that they no, stole it's not the mona lisa because it's- the honeycomb stuff was like the honeycomb hideout like steal like basically like people somebody was like stealing all the honeycomb right like, not, no not this one oh, not okay. that commercial okay. this is a different one where it's like it's a it's like a music video is what it really is it's yeah. like a bunch of different like images very quick cut that's kind of like very pop culture very modern very like honeycomb is edgy is like the whole point of it yeah well 1992 people were i mean the the, the ad people were really leaning into like the the hip-hop of the day it was kind of like what was they decided kids were going to connect to. Um, they weren't wrong. They were not wrong. So, uh, yeah, a lot of these commercials uh, have, like, a very kind of cringy hip-hop, like, wicked, 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 hey, get your hands off my honeycomb, wicked, wicked, you yeah. know, like, and it's like, all right, uh, that's uh, dated, but uh, charming. That's interesting because we also watched that special. uh, We watched like a little mini documentary on the Alice in Wonderland show that was on the Disney Channel for a few seasons. And it was a live action version of Alice in Wonderland. What is that called? Alice in Wonderland was it called? Um, I don't know. Let me look it up. Sure. Uh, All right. We'll pause. We're back. That was quick, right? Yeah. Adventures in Wonderland was the name of the show. Yeah. Adventures in Wonderland. And it was a musical series based on the novel. But um, Yeah, they need to release that shit on Disney Plus. That stuff is really some good some good good stuff. They, we did not watch a documentary on Disney Plus about this. No, we watched like a guy made his own documentary. Right, right, right. So I I uh, I, I implore the Disney Plus universe to clamor for this because it's it just seems like a fun watch and I, and I do want to watch it. Well, the reason I bring it up is um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are rappers in that version. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. they are rappers in that version. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm 
I would love to to. You, I, I speaking of the VHSs, I, I looked and apparently there were only three VHS releases of like selected episodes of that show, mm. and then the rest were just never released ever again. So like people are, uh, you know, I looked for those three releases on eBay, and people are paying good money for them. Not great money. You could get them; they're attainable. But like they're definitely uh, in demand somewhere in the universe, which it's is chock cool. full of Broadway actors. We learned. Now, what did you think about the California Raisins cartoon? I didn't watch that. Oh, I watched it. Yeah, forgot about the California Raisins cartoon. Every time I see the California Raisins, I it occurs to me that I go, I think this is racist. Yeah, it then is. I have to go and I ask a few people. Then I do a couple of searches, and I found out that yes, in fact, it has been deemed racist sort of recently. So. Yeah. It does seem racist to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Against raisins, of course. Uh, you know, uh, how dare they uh, exploit raisins for their musical value? I mean, that's ridiculous. Just kidding. It's black people. Um, uh, absolutely racist against black people. The idea that you would. I didn't I didn't really follow you through that. And then now I get it. I get what you're doing. Yeah, I was making a little flip. Like the yeah. reason that it was racist because of raisins. It's because the raisins are bl- supposed to be black people. Right. They give, you know. The, the original and it's a raisins, little minstrel showish. The original raisins are like a little minstrel showish. They have like white gloves on and stuff like that. I remember that. I yes. remember being like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, I don't remember thinking it was weird at all as a child. And then later uh, watching it much later and being like, oh, these things. Hmm, that seems odd. <laughs> and then the 90s, 1992 cartoon was not the original characters from the uh, great uh, California Raisins campaign. Um, so uh, uh, these were like updated, once again, more hip hop adjacent raisins. Um, and they lived in a land in which everybody was like a food. So, like, you know, there'd be, like, a carrot walking around, and then there'd be just, like, a pickle with a hat on. That's fun. It was kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Not a good cartoon at all. And, yes, still a bit racist. Uh, so, it was, <laughs> you know, they're, they're more updated, cool clothes, but, like, still, you know, uh, the facts are in. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, not, not a great, not a great cartoon. Uh, and then I think after that, I, I kind of got disgusted. I turned it off. That's what usually happens about midway through. I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't, I can't watch any, another second of Saturday morning cartoons. Mm. Well, speaking of Saturday morning cartoons, we watched another thing from our childhood this week. Well, not from my childhood, specifically from Nick's childhood. I hate to say it folks, but I never watched any of the Mighty Ducks movies. I don't remember. I don't know what they're about. I mean, I know that like that's a hockey thing. And it's you like, seem to know a little when we were watching this last night. You I know it's a know. hockey thing. And I know that it's like the they're the underdogs. Like I know that. But I yes, think I just know that because bit. that's like all children's movies. Right. It is all children's movies. But uh, yeah, Disney Plus is has a has a, a show that is new called the uh, the Mighty Ducks Comeback. I guess it's called. Um, I don't know, but uh, it's actually you know f- there's parts of it that aren't that good. Let's be honest. The first ten minutes we were like, this show sucks. Yeah, they're doing seem... everything wrong. Right. It, it seemed wrong. The 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 woman who plays. Um, I believe Lorelai in uh, Gilmore Girls. In Gilmore Girls is kind of like the lead. She's uh she's she's the mother of the main kid. And basically uh, about 
15 minutes in to this 45 minute episode, it was like it kind of started to kick in and like the story started to take shape. And it was actually pretty delightful once that happened. Um, but they're doing they're doing the thing that for everybody that remembers the Mighty Ducks out there, um, they're doing the thing where like they're kind of rebooting it, but still having it be in the same universe. So like the Mighty Ducks now are like this prestige team that you have to sort of try out for, it seems, and uh, they win every single year, and the coach kind of looks like like the 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 evil teams in in the original um, movies, like kind of like long hair. Like I remember in like the second movie, they had to play like Iceland or something or in the third movie or something. And like everybody kind of looked like what the coach of the Ducks look like mm. now, kind of like a handsome, long haired hockey player type. Basically, the Mighty Ducks are the baddest team around. Baddest meaning best, meaning coolest. Everybody yeah. wants to be a part of it. They are elitist. They are making people feel bad. And they basically look down on anyone who's not a duck. Right. And so the main kid uh, gets cut from the team and is basically told, give it up, kid. You're not you're not that good. Yeah. If you don't have it now by now. And he's like 12. Right. And and, like you're never going to have it. And then so what happens is his mother is like, you know, single mom works at a terrible job. But we'll still do- somehow lives in a million dollar house. <laughs> yeah, but we'll do anything to that's California, too will do anything to uh, get uh, her son back interested in hockey because he loves it. And so what she decides to do is to kind of push him to start his own team. They find out in the bylaws of like this whatever uh, league that this uh, that the Ducks are in that you can actually ju- all you need is six players, a coach and a, and a home ice rank and you can join the league. And so the first episode is kind of like the gathering of the players and the finding of the ice rank. And I was wondering if there was going to be any cameos by any any of the the OGs, the originals. And um, boy, I, oh boy, I, I would say this is at the, at the point where I started to like the show. This was kind of like a little cherry on top. They find an old ice rink, like hidden in like. Yeah, it's literally like she's like, I, I've looked everywhere for an ice rink. I can't find anyone in this town that will let us use it. And then she's like in like a slummier part of town, and she's like, Wait a minute! It's like it's like dusting through a pile of trash almost. And then she's like, Is that an ice rink? And she like, yeah, it's like she like she like like it looked like she almost like wiped down like a sign, and under the dirt it said <laughs> rink, and she was like, Huh? And then when it was just like a went in, it was like a perfect working nice ice rink yeah it was old timey but it looked great and, and there were people like, in there too like it wasn't even like run down eating. it was very odd so uh they go in there and then uh as you know the she's trying to find out who runs this thing and uh, let's see if they'll let me use this for my new team and uh it turns out the person that runs the ice rink is gordon bombay which is coach bombay from the original series who is played by emilio estevez and yes it is emilio and Nick emilio lost it. i lost it lost because it. I, I did not know i didn't do any research i didn't watch the trailer for this i just knew that it was coming out and i was like i'm interested in this let's watch it, it might be fun and i i did lose it because this is you know coach bombay is the goddamn star i mean she yeah. I, I can't believe that he's actually in this and i i do hope that disney money baby it is but uh i like he's he's like 
hates hockey. You know, that's his whole thing. He's a grump. He's a grump. He doesn't want to have any part of this, but she's got enough money from like some sort of like the state has given her like money to fund like programs for kids or something. And uh, uh, she cuts him a check big enough for him to be like, all right bring them in and then like throughout the episode kind of kind of comes in and has like a little jab to say about how uh, well you're not going to do it that way you got to learn how to do this and it does seem like there may be some sort of romantic uh something going on between the two adults in this movie and yeah they made it a point to just talk about like what a single mom she was like yeah. really hamming up how single she is and yeah. then my favorite part about the emilio estevez character is that he's always eating leftover kids birthday cake this is such a funny detail and i i'm sorry i should have said spoiler alert i guess we're running through the entire movie but whatever the show the show um so it's uh you know it it, it like you he he's holding an like a half-eaten birthday cake in the first scene yeah like sheet cakes and then uh he's like yeah the, i always have birthday parties here because it's an ice rink and they always order too much cake and he's like eating the cake and it's funny and then like the next day like or like two days later when she comes in to pay him or something like he walks in the room he's eating a different cake and it, yeah. I, and then the the following time you see him he's like eating out of like a pizza box because he's eating the pizza that they left over yeah and you know it doesn't seem like he's homeless or like a bum but uh it, it is funny that it, this is kind of like he doesn't have enough money to run the place so he just eats all the cake from the from the parties a very funny detail for a show that i didn't think was going to reach that sort of level of like comedy in my yeah. opinion that's like a Agreed. very smart funny detail about a character and once the kids started to be the kids on the show it started to feel like the mighty ducks my problem was the first 15 minutes was so much not ducks and not it's like kids. about the mom it was so much about the mom where i was like what the fuck is this man this doesn't feel as silly and as loose as the ducks movies did and then it did after about 15 minutes it kind of kicked in and the ragtag group of uh, uh weirdos that they find to to fill out this hockey team was very much like sort of the really what it, what it felt like was mighty ducks 2 because mighty ducks 1 it was just about like there was a uh, a kid and the ducks were the bad team and then like the kings or something were or the hawks that's what it was it was the hawks which was uh, this kid adam who was like their best kid on the ducks he was kind of mild mannered um, and was supposed to be the star but didn't seem to have the uh, star power yeah cuz all the rest of the goofy kids on the team were much better uh, actors i think but this kid adam was like he was new in town or something and like it was like hey you're going to be a duck finally we got somebody that's going to be a good uh uh oh, Nick's got a call, and it's a fun call at that. Um, we're alarm, gonna find alarm him. Alarm going off. What is that? I just have to. It's like a robot thing. I like to set a different alarm tone for like just alerts. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, you don't think, oh, I should wake up, right? And then you exactly. go, I am awake. Exactly. So uh, this kid Adam, but but then they find out like once he starts practicing with them, they find out that Adam, where his house is, is actually on the other end of the line where like you know like the the county line so he's not he's not a hawk he's not a um a duck he's a hawk and so adam now because he loves hockey has to go play for the evil team and i can't they believe, lose him i can't believe i'm about to say this but i do feel like you've explained the pop plot of mighty ducks the first movie to me on this podcast i don't think i have because i can't really remember it's coming back to me now now the second movie this is why i'm saying this the second movie they have to fill out more kids for their team 
And so they go to like weird different places and like they find kids who are doing things. And that's what they do in this where it's like a there's a kid who's on like a skateboard or like throws himself in like. Yeah, there, into, it's, it's like it's almost like an Ocean's Eleven, like right. compiling a ragtag team. And they all don't really play hockey, but they all have like one attribute that might yeah. be good in hockey. And that's what the original one there was like they went to some rodeo and there was a kid who was la- was lassoing. Yeah, but he could like flip his lasso in a way and like throw the can directly into the to the bucket and it's like so he could like hey maybe this kid can shoot with a stick you know he's got good wrists and then there was like you know like uh there was just that that was that sort of thing here's like a big kid who just like hits people and it's like put him on skates you know and then that's how they get like a good team together of a but and that's what this show felt like and finally they did a little bit of that and the kid actors are pretty good in this right yeah they're good they're they're i I they're good they're good i like them too there's one kid who keeps making me laugh his pudding fell in the cafeteria, and yeah. I tried to get Nick to rewind it. Well, to- he's he's a podcaster. That's where they find, which I find fascinating that there's a podcast about the Mighty Ducks, and he's one of the uh, hosts of it. And uh, he he you know he's the first recruit because he always wanted to play hockey, but he would never make the Ducks. So why even try? And then so uh, you know they decide like, well, you're going to be on our team then because that's great, and you get to play hockey. And so now he says that he he's not going to be much of an asset out on the ice. Because he doesn't have much of a hockey body, more of a podcast body, which I found to be a fun line. Yeah, that is a fun line. It's a fun show. You guys should watch it. You guys should watch it. What else do you have on the points of interest, Ash? Nick made me write out my five points of interest. And to be honest, I only got to four. So let's see. We've already done one Saturday morning cartoons. The second one is I am over aggressive during game night. So I made a... (laughs) I made a TikTok uh, over the weekend about like the worst person at game night and it's someone who's like constantly just trying to move the game along like yeah it's this person's turn it's this person's turn and like wants to like be such a stickler for the rules and through this comedic parody of the worst person at game night I realized I am in I am in fact the worst person at game night Nick yeah what I, do you think about that? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So that's my second point. My well, third point is... Can we talk about why you are the worst person at game night? Yeah. Can you go into, can well, you go into the, I the just, facts I a just bit? enjoy playing games. Like, I actually enjoy the game, and I find nine times out of ten people I'm playing with, like, don't want to be playing the game, and that just creates, like, a really sort of lame atmosphere where it's like... You have to, the one person who wants to be playing the game has to be like, yeah, it is actually, it's, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I was just telling a story about a thing. Because everybody else is just trying to just enjoy the company and have a good time. And you're like a stickler for the rules and like. No, I believe in enjoying the company. Also a bad, like a bad loser and a sore winner. Yeah. that Nick says that I'm a bad loser and a sore winner a lot. And I have literally, he has no proof. I've never heard that before in my life. I don't know where he's coming up with this. Yeah, your family who let you win all the time probably uh, never said that oh to my you. But God. I'm going to tell you right you now. Think like my family let me win? If my you dad lose, used you're in a bad me. mood. My, I've never won once against my father. And I'm watching this thing happen with my brother where they're like playing. They like they've started to play chess with each other. And like I'm playing chess with my brother online and stuff. And I literally had such a sibling like rivalry thought where I was like, I'm going to be so pissed if dad lets him win because my dad never let me win in chess. I've never beaten my dad once in chess 
And uh, if if he lets my brother win, I'm going to be genuinely hurt. Even though he might have, like, you know, grown and, and softened and aged, uh, softened in his old age and realized you probably should let the kid win every now and then, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Has he let your brother win? No, like I just said, he hasn't you, let he, him win. He hasn't, okay. But if he does, like I right. literally had this fear now, of like- Now, when was the last <gasps> time you played your dad straight up head-to-head in chess? Uh, it has to be over a decade. So why don't you do this? You should set up a big game between you and him. Yeah. Big match. Yeah. And uh, finally, you got to get your win back. Finally, finally, it's time. You can build it up. You can do pr- promotion for it online. Yeah. Well, I think this is also like this. The catalyst for all of this is that sometimes when I'm playing my brother, my dad will come in and help my brother play against me. And then my brother starts winning. And I'm like, you have to get out of the room, dad, because I cannot lose to an eight year old. Has has he has uh, your brother beaten you yet? No, but he's come. He's gotten like. So there's a thing in chess where and you're kind of like this, too, sometimes. Nick. Hey, wait a minute. You're comparing me to a seven year old. <laughs> Where, um, like, he hasn't beaten me, but he's made it very hard for me to beat him, you know? Where you're just chasing somebody Yeah, where forth. it's just like, okay, now we're going to spend 20 minutes of me just having to take out each one of your pieces systematically until we get to the very end. And then I'm just trying to corner you. Now, but if I ever were to beat you, you would throw a tantrum, is that right? I would fucking love it. Please beat me. I would love you to beat me. I don't think that's true. Babe, I promise you it's true. <laughs> I'm just like begging for somebody to beat me. I, I want someone else to want to play and win around me. I feel like I'm just surrounded by a bunch of people who don't want to win is what it feels like. That's, well, I don't know. I, th- I think you like chess more than other people. Yeah, that could be true. I mean, that's the problem. That could you know be true. I mean? That could be true. I'll beat you in any video game you put out there, except for... No, uh, you will not beat me in Dr. Mario, and, Dr. and then Mario. you refuse to play. See, that is actually... that <laughs> You're actually the bad loser, because like you won't play any games that you think you can't win at. That's not true. I'm just really not interested in... In, in like anything te- I in like. A, in Tetris, which is Dr. Mario. It's like, it's boring to me. I've moved past that. As a young boy growing up with a whole bunch of PlayStation systems, going back Dr. to Mario Dr. Mario is not is Tetris. Tetris is not, you're not f- like going thing. head to head with someone. Yes, you are. If you're playing Tetris, like, no, you can't. And you uh, versus get, somebody, yes, you are. You drop bombs on people in Tetris? No, but it's it's the same. That's stack. not the same thing. Yeah, but if you look at it, it's the same mechanics. Very similar. Fall, falling pieces that you have to match Very up. Very similar, not the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, Dr. Mario is like a little bit more interesting, I guess, than Tetris is, but it's the same sort of lame ass mechanics of uh of a tetris come on now and it's kind of fun for a while but like you just like you know you you it's basically like a fidget spinner to you it's like you just play the same level over and over and over again you know what i mean it's not really gaming it's just kind of like a like it's like a pacifier playing that game when i've seen you play it it's just like mind numbing and and soothing to you is that is that right yeah, it allows me to zone out. I love it. Yes. It's meditative. Exactly. I don't see that. You know, I don't get I don't get that sort of um enjoyment out of a Dr. Mario. But you know, I would love to play you in Dr. Mario for money one day because I feel like I'd kick your fucking ass. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna get more excited based on me challenging you to your, your I ultimate love that. game. I wanna do that. That's what I want. Would you play me right now in chess for one hundred dollars? Yes. That's mean because I'm not very good at it. You're the one that <laughs> propositioned yeah, me. Yeah, but you're supposed to go, babe, 
I wouldn't do that to you. I don't know what, what's going to happen. Anything can happen in the game. I'm not going to assume I'm going to win. You'll probably beat me. I mean, yeah, but the, like... The problem with that is I'm not that interested in chess. So midway through, I'm like, this is taking a long time. That's what, what happens in my head. You have and no attention span. I don't. I don't have an attention span, and, I, and, and, and quite often my patients run thin quickly. And that's and that's a problem, and that's why I think that technology should be reversed back, folks. That's why I think we should go back. I think we should all turn into some sort of luddites that don't know how to do shit, and then we could go out and and just eat dirt like the uh, people of our our ancestors did. Just went out on the grass, uh, got on all fours, and just shoveled grass and dirt into all of their orif- orifices. A return to the cave yes, by Nick exactly. Maritato. You know that there's like a thing where pregnant women eat dirt in the mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains, what? Appalachians. What? I mean, those people. Those people. Because it has like a certain mineral content that like they would like crave the dirt and go eat the dirt. You sure it's not because of all the prescription meds they're abusing? No, this is like way back in the day before oh. there were prescription meds, and they're and instead of prescription meds being the issue, like um, lack Moonshine. of food was oh. the issue, like okay. lack of healthy food, so they would eat dirt. Well, dogs eat grass Virginia sometimes. Virginia clay, yeah, dogs eat grass for their stomachs. So there must be something. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, humans throughout history have been eating grass like plants. Should we talk about the Elvis to finish this off? No, I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Elvis. Do you want to talk about how we can't wait for summer or I need to get vaccinated? Uh, let's talk about how we can't wait for summer. I am so itchy for summer. I need it badly. I got Nick and I like beach passes back in December and I, when I got them, I was like, oh, this will be, we'll be using these soon. Like summer's almost here. It is not coming quick enough. I'm so desperate for heat and sunshine. I, I think I'm done with the North. I really do. We, we were talking about like, where are we going to live and stuff? And every time at this point at the end of winter, I always like, I like the fall. I love the fall. I like the winter. I love December. I love, you know, I I like January, February I could lose. But where we're at right now, last week of March, I am, I, I feel like I'm on the edge, okay, constantly. Like, I'm like, I can't be cold anymore. I need sunshine and I want to be hot. I want to be sweating. I'm at this point. I need to be sweating. And in the past, I've been able to go to like a sauna or like, you know, Sachi and I were talking the other day about how like um, we were the last time we went somewhere that was a uh, a public sort of spa area was together we went to spa castle which is literally just these hot pools that you're just sitting in with strangers and hot sauna rooms and just being like will that ever be a thing again or is that like forever gone uh it'll be a thing again sure a three-story spa castle where you can go into all these rooms and get hot and sweaty you get vaccinated and then you have to have you have to have your papers with you you know you have to have your vaccination card which i heard staples around here is uh, laminating for people i'm just desperate for the heat bad well it's coming i mean last you know friday it was like 70 degrees no that's not hot enough i'm saying i want to be uncomfortably hot i want to be sweaty and humid and hot i I want to be stuck to my i want my thighs to be stuck to the chair when I try and get up. I want that. I don't like that. 
so um, we won't be living in the same yeah, place. Yeah, we're going to live in the same freaking place. <laughs> so, I've been playing by your rules for like eight years now. It's time you brought you folded a little bit. Is this what it's like when, when you're playing by my rules? Yeah, this Jesus is exactly Christ, what I would it's hate like. to see what it's like when we're playing by your rules. Yeah, we're going to be hot. Those are my rules. My rules have a lot of your rules in there. Like and, what? Which pisses me off. <laughs> same one. <laughs> Anything. We do everything by the Nick handbook. No way, dude. Yeah, it's something I go, I want to do this. I'll say that. And you'll go, I'm not doing that. And I'll go, fuck. <laughs> and I go, all right, true. fine. I guess we're doing it this way. And then that's my rules, air quotes. I mean, come on now, folks. Don't talk to them. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they do know. They have no listen idea. To hundreds of hours of I can't speaking. believe you're appealing to them. The people who have listened to us have hundreds of hours of conversation. What do you think about that? Huh? What a wild episode this has been. I'll, I'll tell you, this episode has been crazy. <laughs> yes, you're right. This does sound like the end. What do you think about like we we started with sneezes, we then went to We started with it it all as like Disney says, it all started with a sneeze. It all started with a sneeze. <laughs> we moved into like different types of future um ideas, like ideals ideas about the future. Then we talked about the Mighty Ducks. Then we talked about games what else did we discuss i don't know but i can't wait till you actually get to the end of what we talked about which is the recap of all the things that we talked about folks that has been the episode we thank you so much for being with us every single week here on monday uh don't forget we're still doing the challenge recaps those come out on thursdays the challenge airs on oh, wednesdays of course before we go what was it like to do the challenge recap without me? That's right. Sorry, folks. I know that we were you were wrapping it up real good. Well, um, it was harder because I had to take notes and do it all by myself. It took an ungodly amount of time because uh, it was a ninety minute episode as it normally is. I did it in the morning, so I woke up early and watched it and had to take notes and then talk about it for another forty five minutes. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I got about forty ish minutes of just me talking uh and that's impressive thing. It, it, it isn't i was impressed by it and our, our podcasts are normally an hour so does that mean you know you only have 20 minutes of content in there I guess. Uh, normally is that what happened? i imagine you felt like you needed to talk more because you were the only person there i just commented like i normally do i have done one before by myself which was um because you were away yeah i remember uh, that. you have a job this week which who knows maybe this week i'll be doing it by myself again but uh actually you did watch the show yeah and i actually watched it again yeah with you um and uh i don't know how are we going to deal with the fact that you never got your comments on last episode are you going to talk about them this episode no, or? i'm good you're good do you have anything to say about anisa leaving on mm. on the show and, and i just uh, feel like anisa threw her game away for Corey, and that sucks yeah I feel like she it's something that I did not bring up. It didn't occur to me really. I feel like on the podcast. last episode she had the the chance to really break up that sort of Leroy Cam Nani block that is controlling all the votes because they are also teamed up with Big Brother. She had a chance to break that up, but instead she put Corey and Darrell in there because Corey asked her to. And it's like, wow, we could have really, you could have really done something here. Like the house voted in Darrell. Why not put Fessy in? Like that would have changed things, you know? Um, you would probably still, I think she might still be there. You know, if she had put Fessy in, possibly, and then Corey beat Fessy. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like Anissa did a really nice thing by helping Corey get her his skull. And then by doing that nice thing, 
she got the short end of the stick. Okay. There you go, folks. For everybody that wanted to know her opinion on it, there it is. Um, and catch our opinions next Thursday. Make sure you're uh, uh, giving us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. If you haven't done that, we'd appreciate it. Also, why don't you go ahead and join our Patreon if you want more of the Nick and Ash show. Go over to patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Two bonus episodes every single month for $5 a month. Yeah, this last uh, bonus episode, it took a while for us to get out. It came pretty late in the... It uh, came out the to, old, like two days ago. The old month, but... But... It's my one of my faves. Yeah, you, you had a good time, huh? Yeah, it was just we were both just like chomping at the bit to get into it. I feel like we really well. I think when we record, I think when we record at a certain hour, we have more energy, and that was like at like seven or eight o'clock at night. So it was like we were we were up, uh, and so I believe the second of the two uh, Patreons will come out. I think it'll pr- it might, maybe tonight. We'll mm. see how it goes, but we do have a day to work with. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, we're gonna go now. I'm gonna go be on the Chris Laker podcast uh, immediately following this. So if you want to hear more of me today, uh, go check out um, Overslept, which is uh, Chris Laker's podcast. I'm gonna mm. be having a conversation with him about who knows what, but it'll probably be like 25 minutes long. That'll and that's how fun. it goes. Folks, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.